Welcome to the Sparked Podcast, a place to keep your spark bright. Here I've brought together my most powerful tips from the last decade plus partnering with small businesses on all things leadership, mindset, people and culture. Here my approach combines intuitive psychology, strategy, neuroscience and results-based coaching to unlock your highest potential. Step into your power and truly own your role as a leader so that you can spread the positive impacts of your purpose-led work everywhere. My name is Emma Campbell. I'm a mindset and performance coach for purpose-led leaders. I'm a mama to two cheeky little munchkins. I'm a wine appreciator, nature-obsessed, stubbornly optimistic child at heart, and I'm here to inspire belief in what's possible for you because it is all so possible. I hope that this podcast leaves you feeling lighter, more inspired, and more ready than ever to go out there and take actions on your big dreams and vision. I can't wait to dig in. See you in the podcast. Oh, hello, howdy doody. (laughs) Happy Thursday. I'm so happy to be here. And this is a topic that... I've wanted to chat to you guys about for a little while, actually, because I think it is so fascinating and it is the power and the the concept of how our mindset and our beliefs, first of all, just shifts everything, but also specifically when it comes to the workplace and our team and our team's capability and potential and how it can really shift everything. And I've been having some conversations with leaders about this topic. And it has been one that I have noticed a lot of wide eyes when they hear about it and they apply it to themselves and they really recognize the impact that this is having on their life. So in a nutshell, it's focused on the self-fulfilling prophecy and this incredible thing called the Pygmalion effect. And essentially, it's about the power of being able to change your mindset to change your team's performance. And I'm going to share with you what these different terms mean. I'm going to share with you how you can actually use this incredible, amazing, self-fulfilling prophecy to your own advantage. And I'll give you a few examples and studies of um, like where the research has come from this particular topic because it's so fascinating. So let's start with the Pygmalion effect. What is it? It's a funny name, isn't it? (laughs) Um, I feel like it's one of those words that you won't forget because it's a bit of a strange name, Pygmalion. So anyway, the Pygmalion effect refers to situations where high expectations lead to improved performance and low expectations lead to worsened performance. And I'm sure just me reading that to you right now, you'll probably be thinking of examples in your life where that has been true, where perhaps people have had high expectations of you and how that has kind of naturally forced you to elevate your performance to reach those expectations. And then other times where perhaps people haven't had high expectations of you and how that's kind of, you know, led to you, you know, not really showing up or really not really, um, you know, giving it your all. So it all started with this guy called uh, Rosenthal, who's a social psychologist who did a study 
uh, which basically proved this. So they proved that the expectation of a leader has a direct impact on the performance of the person that they are leading. So what happened is in this study, he chose a school in California and the first thing he did was administered an IQ test to every student. And then after he tested all the kids IQ, the research then just selected a sample of children at random, completely at random, so not related to their IQ at all, and informed the teachers that these random children had high academic potential. So can you guess what happened? So following the test, the teachers were given the names of the intellectual bloomers or the high potential bloomers, no scores were disclosed. And then at the end of the school year, all the students retook this test. And while the overall scores had risen across the board, the you know purported intellectual bloomers or the high potentials had improved the most. So interesting, hey? So the evidence seemed to indicate that the teacher's expectations constituted, you know, some sort of like impact on the student outcomes, especially, interestingly, in the younger students. So what they think is that the teachers ended up kind of giving more attention and, you know, shifting how they treated and how they acted with these high potential students. It's likely that they treated them differently. Perhaps they provided, you know, more in-depth feedback to them, um, you know, perhaps held a different attitude, um, a different mood with them. W- whatever it is that they did, it kind of naturally transpired that they treated these kids differently just because they were given this so-called information that these kids were high potential students when they were just completely chosen at random. So isn't that so interesting? So the ones that were called the high potential kids were the ones that ended up performing and um, yeah, performing at the highest. So that's what is referred to, or that's, yeah, that's called the Pygmalion effect, which is basically this, in a nutshell, a, a kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy which starts with our own beliefs. So how we see people is how we treat people and how we treat people is then who they become. So it's kind of like if we're digging deeper in that, like our beliefs impact our actions and then that impacts, like our actions actually impact others' beliefs about themselves, which then impacts how they act, which then impacts our beliefs again. Does that make sense? So it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy. And so the reason I wanted to share this with you today is it's been like a real jaw dropper for many of my clients as I've been sharing this, as they've suddenly had these realizations about how their beliefs have been impacting the performance of their team. And so I want to ask you the question, do you have limiting views of certain members of your team 
probably unconscious. Like it's probably only me asking this question that you might even start to think of them. Do you have limiting views of of certain members of your team that could be reinforcing the behaviours that you actually don't want to see from them? So, for example, one particular client who had a real jaw dropper moment has been experiencing kind of like behavioural issues slash performance issues from a particular employee for quite a few years. And for quite a few years, I've heard similar stories around this particular employee and quite a lot of, you know, finger pointing. So kind of blaming outside of, you know, as opposed to them taking responsibility for it. There was a lot of, you know, this employee's doing this and it's frustrating, et cetera, et cetera. And when I introduced this particular concept to them about the Pygmalion effect and the self-fulfilling prophecy and the power of our beliefs actually impacting employees, literally their their mouth fell open and their eyes went wide and they suddenly had this big realisation of how they have actually been contributing to this so-called problem. Not to say it's their fault at all, but it was a real moment of sort of self-empowerment, of realising that, ah, I actually do have some power and I do have some control in this situation. Like while I can't you know, 100% control what the employee does, I do have control over how I choose to see this employee and the stories that I'm telling myself and others about this person, which then impacts, you know, how you treat the person and how you show up with them. And from that place, that's a really powerful place to actually shift things. And so from that moment, this client, instantly shifted and made a decision. This is a really important bit. They made a decision that they wanted to shift their approach and shift their view of this particular employee just to see what happened. They kind of treated it as a bit of an experiment. And from that place of a new belief, a new mindset, instantly like they had new ideas about how they they could actually like approach the issues that they were experiencing with this employee. They move from a mindset of this person will never change. They're just so hard. They're a lost cause, like that kind of idea, those kind of ideas and mindset too. Ah, I see how I'm contributing to this issue. Like I am reinforcing the behaviours that I don't want to see. So they shifted from a mindset of, you know, this person will never change, they're a lost cause, to actually, you know, this person is capable. They have, they have capability and they're a hard worker. And that in itself, that was the first shift that needed to occur. And it wasn't necessary, I just want to, like really preface this by saying that shifting your mindset isn't always really easy (laughs) because we're quite stuck in our beliefs. Like we really like our beliefs because they feel comfortable. Like we, we have our beliefs for a reason, right? We don't just choose them for no reason. And often the beliefs that we hold, we hold them because they feel easy. They feel comfortable. So often shifting your beliefs will take a little bit of um, energy and effort to shift it. 
And if you've been, I don't know, noticing, noticing different evidence, like to the contrary of that, of that new potential belief, it'll be tricky to shift it, right? Because you're like, no, 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 but that's, it's not true because I haven't been noticing um, any evidence to prove that that new belief could be true. But the first place that you need to start with is just trying on a new belief for size. So if you feel like you may have been guilty of, you know, labeling an employee as, you know, incapable or a lost cause or lazy or tricky or whatever, and if you feel like you might have been guilty of this, the first question to ask yourself is, you know, is my belief that I'm currently holding 100% true without a shred of doubt and absolute certainty? You know, is my belief 100% true for all people in all 100% of cases? <laughs> and if you can't answer that question with 100% certainty, then we call that a belief because if it's not 100% true all of the time, then it's a belief, not a fact. And the cool thing about that is beliefs can be changed. Beliefs can be shifted. And this is where you ask, is, is my current belief about my employee serving me? And while it can be tricky to shift a belief, it can happen because often we're quite attached to our old beliefs but it can happen with practice, with practice and reinforcement. It takes time and it takes practice and consistency and it won't happen overnight, but it will happen. And, it, and it's about leading with a new belief that feels true enough for now. So it could be, you know, moving from this person is a lost cause to you know, this person tries really hard or this person is a hard worker and I know that they have some potential inside of them to change. You can't really skip from, you know, this person is a lost cause to this person is incredible and the most awesome person ever <laughs> because you've probably got too much evidence to the contrary of that, right? It's about picking a new belief that could feel true to you, that could feel aligned and trying it on for size and then looking for evidence that could support that new belief. So if your new belief is, I know this person is a hard worker and that they are capable of change, it's about asking the question like, what evidence do I have that they have worked hard and that they've changed in the past? Because there's a good chance that they have really grown and changed and shifted over time, right? So it's about looking for evidence of that and moving forward from that place. Because if you look for it, like if you look for evidence of them being a hard worker and capable, more often than not, you'll find that evidence. And this is a term that social psychologists uh, refer to as confirmation bias. You might have heard me talk about this on the podcast before, which is basically this term that, uh, like references our tendency as humans <laughs> to look 
for evidence to confirm what we already believe is true. To look for evidence to confirm what we already believe is true and to unconsciously ignore evidence that goes against our beliefs. (laughs) And we're all guilty of this. It's just like one of those things that we have inbuilt into our brain. So an example there is, you know, if your belief is that someone is lazy or if you see someone as lazy, you'll unconsciously just notice all the times that they're late to hand in work or that they're slow to complete a task or that you just feel like really reinforces that belief that you you feel like they're lazy. And then, you know, the same as the opposite of that is like if you believe that someone is really highly talented you'll see everything that they do through the lens of like, wow, this person is just like so amazing and so incredible. (laughs) And the same is like in a workplace. Like if you see your team as children that need to be looked after and monitored, you'll unconsciously, you know, not give them a whole heap of flexibility and you'll treat them as children. And naturally, they'll start acting more like children. Whereas if you see them as adults, you'll naturally just like give them more flexibility and trust and autonomy and they'll naturally behave more as empowered adults. So this is the Pygmalion effect. This is the self-fulfilling prophecy that our beliefs over people and our beliefs impact how we how we act and how we treat people and how we treat people impacts who they become. So coming back to our initial ID here, how do you currently view your team? How do you see your team? And what expectations do you have for them? Do you have high expectations for them? Or are they, have you shifted them? And have your beliefs sort of shifted based on perhaps what you've seen or some some unconscious, you know, historic biases that you might have built in your brain? Because this is a moment where you get to you get to actually cast a light of awareness over your current mindset right now. Because you won't have conscious awareness over what your beliefs are until someone like me (laughs) or a coach or, you know, whatever, until someone actually asks you that question of like, how do you see your team? Because you get to choose and your team will rise or fall to meet whatever your expectations of them are. So how do you actually do this? How do you actually like implement this self-fulfilling prophecy? Like what does the process actually look like? So the first step you probably know, you need to choose your new belief. For example, this person is capable of change and growth. This person is clever and capable, something like that. Then you need to communicate that belief to them. So you need to actually you know, treat them in line with that belief. So this could look like next time you you need to give them a piece of work or delegate some work to them, like a new project or whatever. This is about 
communicating that belief to them. So if you want like a really hot tip (laughs) on, on a really like effective way to do this, use the magic phrase. And the magic phrase sounds like this. I'm giving you this task because I have very high expectations of you and I know that you can reach them. So I'll read that again. I'm giving you this task because I have very high expectations of you and I know that you can reach them. It's a great phrase, isn't it? There's something really magic that happens in the sharing of those words from a leader to a team member, from a, from a place of like true truth and authenticity, from a place of like honesty and presence. They actually showed that. So this phrase was used in a study that was done at Stanford with a whole bunch of kids. And it showed that the kids who received this statement it as like in terms of like feedback to some of the work that they were doing, it increased their performance by 40%, 40%. Isn't that mental? So I'm giving you this task because I have very high expectations of you and I know that you can reach them. This Pygmalion effect really does work. Another client that I had, uh, had this new team member who entered, entered the organization in a, a lower level marketing role. And quite quickly, we all saw some leadership potential in her. And while she didn't see this potential, because we communicated to her like, oh, you know, you're going to make an incredible leader one day. And she would say, oh, no, I don't think so, you know, blah, 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 kind of like dismiss the comments initially. We consistently shared it with her and and held that energy and held that belief quite, quite firmly. Like we knew that she was going to make an incredible leader one day. And no joke, in no time at all, like less than a couple of months, she stepped up into the marketing manager role for this particular business and is absolutely like kicking goals and delivering incredible results for this business. And that is the power of belief. That is the power of this self-fulfilling prophecy. How you see people is how you treat people and how you treat people is who they become. There is so much power in communicating your belief in another person. I know for me personally, it's been life-changing when coaches or managers in workplaces have communicated their belief in me. It's like you rise to meet their expectations. You rise to meet their belief. And I think that there's something kind of magic and intangible that actually occurs when belief is communicated to another person. It's like a transference occurs where that person's belief is transferred into the other person somehow. (laughs) I don't know how it happens, but it happens. And I've seen it happen time and time again, seen it happen in multiple coaching um, sessions with my clients, my own personal clients, where me sharing my belief in them completely shifts their own beliefs about themselves and what they're capable of. 
It's like it activates something within their system. So if you are a business leader, if you're a a team leader, an entrepreneur who's looking after a team, even if you are literally like a mum, you can do this with your kids. If you are a wife, you can do it with your husband, with your friends, with your family members. When you shift your belief, it shifts the other person's potential. It really, really does. So try it out and let me know how you go. And if you have a a fellow friend in business or who's managing a team that you feel like could really benefit from hearing this podcast, I would so love if you shared this with them because I know it was personally really transforming for me and I've used it in my life and seen really, really great results. I think it's something that everyone needs to be aware of. So please share this podcast around if you got value from it and if you think someone else might too. Um, Sending you all the love. I hope you have an incredible day and I will talk to you soon. Ciao. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed, I would just love it if you took one little minute to leave a quick review or even to share this potty with a friend who you think might benefit from its message. It's honestly hearing your feedback that keeps me going and helps me spread the word to get in the ears of other people just like you who are going through similar challenges and keen for a little bit of inspiration. Thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. And I'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you.